Welcome to another episode of Emmy's Insight. It's your host, Emmy, and it has been a hot minute since I last filmed a podcast. I've kind of just been trying to relearn how to use, 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 amazing, how to speak again and how to use, use garage band because I completely forget it's been months. The last podcast I recorded was like February or something like that because the last few months have been, they've just been hectic, just crazy. So I was not sure how, like where to start with podcasting again, because there's obviously so many episodes that I've spoken about wanting to do and there's lots to always talk about, but I wasn't sure how to just get back into it. So I thought, why not start with a bit of a life update, just like a random, rando chat with you guys about life, how it's been going over the last few months, random thoughts I've had, what's been going on lately. And I thought I'd also kind of answer a few questions because I did put up a little Instagram story um, this morning saying what topics would you guys like I'm gonna try and get back into podcasting now that we're on lockdown and so I thought I'd go through and just have a little chat about some of the things that have been sent in in this episode Um, and then the bigger topics I'll say for entire episodes but that's the plan so the last few months oh wow if you guys have kept up with like my YouTube channel or Instagram, you would know that it was unsustainably hectic the last few months. So I had, okay, I think of the year in like uni semesters. So the last semester of uni, I was doing full-time uni and then I started my new job as a personal trainer at Fitness First and that was a lot. So when I first applied for the job, like (laughs) I did not know what I was getting myself into. So I didn't realize I was going to become a business owner and that with um, Fitness First, the first six months you're employed as an employee, as a personal trainer, and you're meant to build up your business in that time. And then after six months, it's like you're on your own now. So you become a franchisee, which basically means you start to pay the gym rent to run your clients, um, run your business through the gym and train your clients in the gym, which is crazy. And when I first learned that's what it meant, I was like, fuck. (laughs) Oops. Am I meant to swear this early in the podcast? I was just like, oh, lol, YOLO. I'm just going to do it. And like, worst comes to worst. I'll just like, I don't know. But I was like, okay, I really need to like build my business in the next six months. So to be completely honest, when I applied for the job, I didn't realize I was applying for a job as a PT. So I just got my certs um, to do PT, which I did through uni. So a lot of people asked me like, how the hell did you study to be a personal trainer while you do full-time uni and everything else? Because I do full-time uni, um, I study sports and exercise science, which I've mentioned way too many times. Um, You can do an RPL, which stands for Recognition of Prior Learning. And basically, you just do like the assessments so that you can get your qualifications as a personal trainer. So I did that through uni and I was qualified. But when I applied, it was literally one night last year. I was like scrolling through the depths of like seek.com and I was like, what jobs exist out there? What the hell do I want to be after uni? I'm freaking out, having one of my regular freakouts. And I was just like looking up random jobs and I got on to like personal training and like just sussing it out. I sussed out so many rando careers, but um, I literally saw like my gym, the fitness first that I was at was literally hiring. So I was like, okay, YOLO, I'm going to apply. And then here we are. I got the job. I did my first six months as an employee. It was really successful. 
and I had full books in my first few weeks of a, being a business owner. So I officially um, started my like business, became a franchisee like midway through June. It was June 11. It's now been just over a month. It's like, what is the date today? It is the 19th of July. However, I only had like two weeks before Sydney went into our second lockdown. So also I, I needed to stop myself halfway through when I was talking just then, but I was like on a roll. I said the word literally. And like, I always think like, when the hell did we start saying literally instead of literally? Like I remember in school when a few people started saying literally, and I used to get so annoyed at it. I'd be like, you're Australian. It's literally not literally, but now everybody says literally. I think the Kardashians influenced everyone. Cause you know how they're like, literally Kim like seriously now everyone speaks like that with that like croaky like literally I can't I hate it even though I say literally now a lot of the time it just like rolls faster I guess that's why we like adapted to it but anyway that was such a rando tangent back to what I was saying so the last few months I was working um (laughs) crazy hours because with my like rostered hours because you're building up your own business how it works is you like book your clients when you can book your clients and then you also have your shifts and then you also run classes because you're a level one um so you're like an employee and then after that six months you become a level two when you're a franchisee but yeah that's basically how it works so I was booking clients like whenever I could around uni and I was working sometimes from like 5 30 in the morning to like 8 p.m. at night for a whole day and I would have a few gaps between in that day where I would like get my own training session done or like quickly study and it was just absolutely mental and then at the same time I've still been training and there was a period during that time where like I would drag myself to training absolutely wrecked I was getting not enough sleep and all the breaks I had would be studying so you know I didn't have any like downtime any social time any like me time And there was a few weekends where like a really close friend had their 19th or like a birthday. And because they were a really like close friend, I was like, well, obviously I'm not going to miss their event. But it was also quite stressful because it's like the only night where I would like be home before late at night. And the only morning was a Sunday that I got to sleep in because I was working seven days a week at some point. And then even when I was working six days a week, the one free day was like nine hours of uni. So it was just ridiculous. It was way too much. And it's just like mentally, the only way I got through it was because I knew that when the the uni semester ended, like I knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel. It wasn't sustainable for my own physical and mental health. And even though I enjoyed everything I did, like it's not enjoyable when it's like burning you out and ridiculously fatiguing. So I don't promote this at all. I'm not saying like, do it. I did it. I'm saying I knew that it wasn't long-term. Like having uni at the same time is what makes it so hard as well. I can't wait till I can just work without that as well. And then also like keeping up with social media things. That's why when I would get DMs about the podcast and I'd be like, guys, is the podcast, like I want a podcast. I enjoy it. Like doing social media is fun for me. Um, And it's just like (laughs) time consuming. And yeah, so that was a wild last few months. It was just insane. And I realized that actually, let me not tell you what I realized. Let me get to what I realized. So I became a level two on June 11. And then I had like two weeks of exams. So my last exam was 
25th, the 25th of June. So those two weeks, like I didn't get to like enjoy too much. Like I did enjoy it, but I didn't enjoy being a business owner as much because I was like, just get through two weeks and then you can like not worry about your freaking uni exams and just like focus on, you know, your business, but also like having downtime between being able to train with more energy, getting more sleep, socializing again, like seeing friends, which I was definitely putting on the back burner and oh what did I do I dropped something I was putting I was putting seeing my friends on the back burner because I knew it was not forever and that's why I was like look this is not the life I want to live I want to have a work-life balance I want to have time to you know see friends and like enjoy my life um so anyway basically the day of my last exam I was I just wanted to get Okay, so my last exam was on the 25th and that weekend, the 26th and the 27th, I had a body pump course to be like a Les Mills instructor at my gym. It's like this crazy course where it's like two, eight or nine hour days and they were both through Zoom. And then you learn all these tracks for like eight weeks and then there's a third day where you go and like get tested. I was like, just get through this weekend and then uni break begins. But... On that weekend, the announcement came out that Sydney was going back into lockdown because um, COVID was spiking up again and made a reappearance. So for those in other countries, in Sydney at least, we've like COVID's like low-key not been a thing for like months. Like life has been completely normal until a few weeks ago. And at first I was so bummed. I was like, are you serious? Like why did it have to wait until literally the day like that uni break begins like I was so keen to finally like have fun at time and just enjoy my life and like see friends again and then this happened but like over the after like my initial like being really upset about it especially with like being really stressed about I just started a business and now the gyms are closing after the first few days and like getting used to it and after the first week I've it's been like kind of a blessing for me so I was obviously really burnt out from the last couple of months of what I was doing and lockdown has forced me to work less sleep more and just work on things I want to work on so the first week was pretty hard but then I got used to it I got the hang of like doing outdoor sessions and most of my clients were really happy to do that um so I did that for two weeks maybe three however this week I think we're in the third week of lockdown now maybe four I don't even know at this point this week was the first week where I literally can't work because my local council got on a stricter, like full lockdown. So I cannot leave my area at all to train my clients because I was traveling like within our 10K radius, which we're allowed to do. So that was another thing I had to like get a little bit, I was bummed about, but I had to get over and it was stressful. But at the same time, like I realized like there's nothing I can do. So there's no point stressing out about it. I may as well just use this extra time to work on myself. (laughs) But seriously, not to sound like cringy, it's like I have all this time and I'm not someone who gets bored because I always have like a shit ton of things to do. I have so many projects I want to do, so many like a big to-do list all the time, like so many little things to do. And um, yeah, I've been able to work more on like a lot of social media things, making more YouTube videos, so many collabs lately, which guys, having like to meet collab requirements because often there's like a contract you have to sign like for example if like 
this is really random, but I'm currently wearing my UDI because I was sent an UDI and then I had to sign a contract about the social media requirements I had to fulfill to get that free product. Or sometimes if it's like a paid partnership, which is like rare for me because I'm not like a huge Instagram influencer, lol. Um, you have like a contract and you have a certain amount of posts you have to do, a certain amount of blah, 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 whatever. And like, oh God. <laughs> when I'm stuck at home with my parents who like, I'm sorry, I love my parents, but their like idea of like a photo that, oh mate, like they're like, they get so angry at me because they take like one terrible photo and I'm like, okay, no, we're going to have to keep going. And they're like over it after like taking five photos. And yeah, so having my parents as my like, <laughs> like Instagram content people right now is hilarious to me, but it's also like, <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. So yeah, if you guys have seen some of my Instagrams, um, <laughs> my parents are my photographers and just imagine them behind the lens being like oh my god so yeah but um where was I the tangents um yeah so after the first week like I got used to the whole like training outdoors there have been some sessions where it was literally so bloody cold and because I'm not training I'm there like freezing I can't feel my hands I had to go and pee in the bush and they weren't that enjoyable but then there's also been some really enjoyable sessions like where the sun's out and it's just peaceful outside in nature. And I love the location I was training people at. And it's just, you know, you don't have to worry about like the gym setting. Like it's just really nice outdoors when there's like a beautiful sunset and sunrise. Like there's been some really nice sessions. And then like I've done a training session, like just in the sun in between clients, like, or met a friend. Like some of my friends sometimes would meet me between sessions and we'd go for a walk like through the bush. And it's so like I was vibing and then there's no gym rent and yeah I was kind of vibing before this stupid more sorry not to say it's stupid like it's necessary obviously but when this stricter lockdown came into play like literally literally (laughs) my tongue doesn't want me to speak like that um like three days ago so yeah there's although like it was quite disappointing and I was very sad to not do all the things I would was looking forward to and counting down the days for during this um uni break I've kind of accepted that uni break is it it ain't gonna happen like there's not gonna be like obviously we're on break but there's not gonna be any time for like you know getting brunch or like going out with friends but so many other like necessary things have happened over this lockdown so I thought I'd have a little chat about those so yeah, I've actually gone on some really lovely walks with friends before the lockdown got really strict. Me and Ella did this really lovely walk along the beach at Cronulla and got takeaway from Oakberry, which is like a sai. That was really nice. Highly rate that. Thank you to one of my clients. Shout out to Taylor. She's literally given me so many like things to do. Not things to do, but like told me about so many things that I've like, it's like been like a, such a great find. So like Oakberry. But the other amazing find was Jamay's podcast. <laughs> if you guys love Chris Lilly, if you're Australian, you would know he's an icon. Obviously, Jamay is also an icon. Um, and he literally made a Jamay podcast called Jamazing and it's hilarious. Um, so that was an iconic find as well. And yeah, so just on lockdown, I've actually gone for lots of walks with friends and just like, that was a really nice and wholesome way to catch up going on walks with friends. And I love like in Sydney where I live, cause it's not in the city. There's like so much bushland, national parks, coastland, and I love being out in that nature. So that was another really beautiful thing. And like lately 
um, well, I've been doing all my outdoor training and I also have been going on heaps of walks with my parents and because we live near the river, it's so lovely. And I've had, like, I've been able to spend more time with my parents and have dinner with my family, which was something happening like every couple of weeks. Cause I'd get home so late after a crazy long day and just like eat after they'd finished eating. And yeah, so I've been able to like have a bath. That was another really good thing and have dinner with my family. I even cooked dinner a few times and I've made lots of different recipes. I've been baking lately. One of my collaborations is with Macro Mike, which I've been so excited about. I actually was the one that reached out to them because I've been like obsessed with their protein and I always promote it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask if they want to collab. And they were like, happy to. So I was so excited about that. And I'm really annoying on Instagram, but I'm like, whatever, whatever. Haters will hate. Um, I also, yeah, I'm, I don't know how to say this without sounding so cringy, but use my discount code guys for Macro Mike. It's A-M-B hyphen Imogen in capitals. Um, anyway, moving on. No, but seriously, use it. It helps me. And also it's delicious. So yeah, the last few days I've been, because like one of the collaboration requirements is content. I've been um, creating new recipes with the protein powder and just baking and it's so fun. Oh my God, sorry. So much fun. It's not actually correct English to say so fun. Sorry. The reason I bring this up is because like I love going on tangents. Um, And when we were little, my parents were really strict Also, I always say when we were little, not when I was little, because I was always used to being, because I'm a twin, so there was always two of us. So I never had like my own birthday. It was always like we or us. So like sometimes when I'm talking to someone, I'm like, yeah, when we were little, and then they're probably like, why do you say we? It's because I'm used to being like a twin for most of my life. Not that I'm not a twin anymore. Don't worry, guys. My sister's alive. But just like now that we're older, we're like completely our own people. And like, not that we weren't our own people before, but we don't. Like we're not, yeah, we're eyes now, not ways. <laughs> anyway, when we were really little, really little, not really, we were like probably seven because my parents used to be so strict. Like I'm not even kidding how strict they were. Okay, that, yeah, then they weren't that strict, but they were pretty strict. Like when I was young, we, me and my sister both did gymnastics and out of our like group of kids that started, this is when we were like five, they asked if I could go up to the elite like team and like join it and do like training every night of the week. And I was so excited. I've always freaking loved sport ever since I was like a really young child. Like I've always just felt so passionate about it. And so like, I've just been in love with sport and I was, I love gymnastics and I love competing. And my parents literally didn't allow me to do sport because they're just so strict. Like, so they didn't let me do gymnastics, even though like I did it for a little bit, like for three years. And then when they started wanting me to go like seven days a week, they were like, no, this is too much for a little girl, which I can see that. But like making me like fully quit is like really dramatic. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, when we were little, uh, one of the other strict things my mom did was because my parents are like really into grammar. <laughs> They're like really annoying about it. If you say something wrong, like English wise like they used to get us in, in trouble. And my mum's a library, a teacher librarian. They're both like English teachers. So they're both like really annoying about that. Also, they didn't help me at all during HSC. Can I just say anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> when we were little, me and my sister used to always say, Oh, that's so fun. Or like so fun. And, um, my mum started like giving, it was either making one of us, we didn't have money cause we were like seven. She would give 
the other kid out of me, my sister, money if the other one said, wow, did you really do that? I'm so confused. Surely not. That sounds wrong. I don't know, but this is my memory of it. If one of us said so fun instead of so much fun, she would give the other one money. And it wasn't much. It was like literally like 20 cents. But like that seems like a lot when you're seven, you know? I remember one time at our nan and grandpa's house, we were playing like Barbies because me and my sister used to always play Barbie like with our Barbie dolls. And you know what? That sounds so lame. But honestly, I remember we made the coolest storyline sometimes. It was completely whack. Like it was really fun. Gosh, I miss being, I miss, I miss being that age where like, you know, you like things like that were fun. Damn. Like you could find so much fun doing the weirdest stuff when you were little. Like whenever I see like a toddler like jumping in the mud and like having the time of their life, I'm like, wow, I wish I could have fun just like jumping in mud and like, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I remember we were playing with Barbie dolls at my nan's house, making some cool elaborate storyline. And I was like, oh my God, that's so fun. Like we always like had American accents when we, oh my God, if my sister's listening to this, did this happen? Memories. I swear we always had like American accents. Like we'd be like, oh my God, like I don't even know. This sounds so cringy, but whatever. I remember saying like, oh my God, so fun. And it was with one of the little mini country Barbie dolls we had. My sister probably doesn't listen, but if she is, you know what I mean. It was one of those little ones from Golo. Oh my God, another tangent. When we were little, my dad used to take me and my sister on like an adventure day, like once a week. This is before we started primary school. And every day we got to go to Golo, this like $2 shop on the way, which was next to the train station. Raceby train station, Golo, it's closed down now. Um, and we got to pick this like little Barbie doll, which was like the coolest thing ever. There were like country dolls. There was like one for each country and there was like an infinite number of them. And that was like the time of my life. I'm like really reminiscing on this now. Anyway, it was one of those dolls and I was like, oh my God, so fun. And my sister was like, I'm coming. And I was like, no, no. And I didn't, didn't purposely do it for the character, but I was like, no, I didn't say it. It was the character saying it. It was the girl. I would never say that. Like, I know it's so much fun. And then my sister went and told my mom and then I like cried. I was like, no, it was like the worst thing ever. And then my mom gave her the money and I was like, but it wasn't me. It was the doll. It was her character. (laughs) Sorry, that was like a full just reminiscing memory. And I, I fully forget how I got here. Okay. So I was talking about how my parents were strict. Nah, I've lost it. I'm going to have to go listen to everything to see where I was at. (sighs) What the hell? Okay. We're talking about the dolls. My parents being strict, gymnastics, parents being strict, parents being strict. No, I have no memory. I'm going back, guys. Okay, that's hilarious and iconic. I went back and I was literally just talking about baking is fun. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, I've, I've, oh, another really big thing is I've actually had time to like get a lot of sleep. I'm someone that needs a lot of sleep for many reasons. One is I train a lot. When you train a lot, it's taxing. Your body needs a lot of time to recover. Um, and I finally have been able to catch up on sleep. Um, yeah, I've, even though like we've been on lockdown, I have been able to like catch up with friends. Like obviously before the full lockdown, I went on those walks with friends cause you were allowed to exercise in groups of two. Now I can walk with one of my friends at Livy. Hey, love you. Um, because we're like in the very, very local neighborhood. Um, otherwise most of my friends aren't within our council. Um, but I've actually had time to like properly like message them back and like have little voice DMs on Snapchat because before I was just so like, go, go, go. I had no time for like social media, no time for sleep, no time for me, no time for 
training without being completely run down and it was just it was just unsustainable so yeah having a bath has been nice having time to just do nothing like if I lay on my bed and read a book not that that's nothing like I I don't need to panic about it because before before this whole like break happened I would panic if I wasn't like smashing out something and being super productive but now I realize and I made a little post about this the other day I realized that like it is productive every once in a while to have like a nothing day or not even a full day like a nothing hour or like half a day like it's productive for your mental health for your sanity for you know like life is short you don't you don't need to be running yourself into the ground a thousand percent of the time it's productive because you get rejuvenated you're rested and then you can go and smash out something better than if you were just always grinding other things I've done lately obviously I've been making more YouTube videos which has been fun had time to edit them um learning new editing skills um lots of like editing of pics um reading I started to read I started to properly actually have time to read the book no period now what which has been like I realized that obviously this is something most people that listen to my podcast or that know me would know that I've talked a lot about having hypothalamic amenorrhea so I haven't had a period in a long time and even though I've been getting so much healthier like I can I feel it like mentally and physically and getting stronger it's still very important for me to get a period back to be fully healthy and even though like in the back of my mind I know I need to do that when you're not always focused on something it's so easy for that to just not become prioritized or like part of your life so this is I want to try and put like a better example so for example if you're like not constantly surrounding yourself with like I don't know what if you're not always surrounding yourself with the right people or like content I don't just mean like social con- social media content but just like life content it doesn't like become part of your life that was such a bad example okay let's put it an actual example if you're always around people who are obsessed with like video games like you're part of like a group of people who are like gamer gals or whatever then that becomes like something you're always focused on this is a terrible example okay if you're friends with a group of people who are always negative and like always gossiping always talking shit about other people that like that's just going to influence you so much I just I don't know how to say this like I don't know how to get across what I'm saying but I'm just saying basically what I'm trying to say is if you're not constantly like working on something or thinking or exposing yourself to that content, it doesn't like become a big or important part of your life. So for me, even though like being healthy is important, I wasn't always rec- like in, like exposing myself to content like the recovery community or like that book of like no period now what. So I wasn't like doing all the little extra things to like help, like making sure I eat a few extra snacks or like focus on getting more energy availability throughout the day or just like those little things like so I realized I was doing way too much and stressing too much to even get a period back so I don't know like I feel like the last few days I've been like I need to use this time to like do a lot of healing mentally as well as physically so even though I'm training I'm trying to like feel way more in this period because you know I have more time to think about it I'm not always on the go I'm not leaving home at 5am I don't need to like just quickly eat something between clients you know I actually have time to sit down 
eat food so I can make like a nice, nutritious, dense, brekkie lunch, dinner, make sure I get snacks in, bake and like enjoy food and try and focus on getting, you know, getting stronger. And, um, and then also like something that's inspired me is like wanting to train better and like be a weapon again. So I'm trying to like think of it clinically and think of food as fuel you know, when you train, it's tissue damage and the way to repair that is food. So everything, yeah, so focusing on that as well has been really helpful. Anyway, basically, basically all I'm saying is so far, even though it has like been a little bit stressful and I've been a bit bummed about like <laughs> losing like all of my, having to cancel all my client sessions this last few days with this really strict lockdown, I've just really made the most of this time like I know it's like you know a bad situation but may as well make the most of it and use the extra time to rest more sleep more do projects that I've been wanting to do rejuvenate and yeah just enjoy being able to have a slow morning being able to have dinner with my family being able to chill out a bit more and have baths and oh and another one the last one I'll add is watching Pretty Little Liars I hadn't like binge watched TV in so long, but the last like few weeks on lockdown, like of a night, I'll get into that, you know, that, um, that meme where it's like me clicking the next episode and like, yeah, that's been me a little bit lately, but like, I know Pretty Little Lies is so lame and (laughs) it's kind of a joke, but like, it's also kind of like (laughs) iconic and so interesting. And like, I completely forget half the things happening in it so it's still like a shock to me even though I had watched it before so yeah I've been watching that no shame the reason I started watching it again is because I was watching um Mike's Mike on YouTube iconic love him and he was doing like some video about like what the fuck was Pretty Little Liars or something like that Pretty Little Liars um and and then I was like the fuck like that happened like I fully just forgot all the characters and all the names and and all the storylines and all the whack stuff that happened so I was like oh okay I really want to go watch this again so yeah I hadn't watched like tv or anything like that in months so it's been really nice to actually have that time to just be a blob (laughs) in my Udi. sorry that was just really random that I added that anyway um so Oh, I have a missed call. Freak, it was a while ago. It's from the tax agent that I have a meeting with at six today. And he was probably saying, let's do it earlier because I called. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, I'm in the middle of this podcast now. So sorry, Pat. Okay. So I thought before I end this podcast, I say that like it's going to end soon, but I'm probably going to talk for ages still. I thought I would look through my story and see what some of the um, podcast content that you guys requested I see some of the requests I can't speak I'm just going to go through my Instagram story and look at some of the questions that were sent in for podcast requests um and then see if there's anything I can answer here so just like I just put a little question thing up saying what are some topics you would like um, me to cover so let's just see if there's any Okay, I'm going to answer a couple of them, but then some of them are like dedicated episodes. So the first thing that I can see that I can just quickly answer is how to get into running and athletics as a newbie and insight into training. Okay, something I saw in a video recently was someone commenting saying 
you make athletics look so much fun. Is it too late for me to start? I'm 24, lol. And I want to, like, I can't reply to every comment because I just, yeah, I time. Um, but my response to any of those messages I get is like, yes, it's never too late to start. If you're alive and you're capable, then you can go and run. There's no age limit. Like there's no rule saying you're not allowed to start it. Like if you're asking like, can I make the Olympics? Then that's a different question. But if you're asking, can you do it? Like, yes, of course, anybody can train. One of our coaches, coach Kylie, she's a freaking legend. She's like, late fifties and she's a weapon. She still runs, but she started in her thirties. So she does masters now, but she's like legit a weapon. And there's some people that do masters. Masters is like, masters is like when you're over 35 and then there's like the age groups are like, I think it's over 30, maybe. I don't know. The age groups are like thirties and then forties and then fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties. There's literally people in their eighties that do masters. Um, and they have like world masters, like championships and Australian master nationals. Um, and there's some elite masters, but then there's also some just like literally, I said it again. There's some literally like just, you know, like old mate, like Shannon's that just run for fun. Like they're not good at all, but they, sorry if you're called Shannon, um, random name that just came to my head, Sharon, I should have said Sharon, but yeah, some old mates that just do it for fun. And like, everyone's like, yeah, go girl. Like no one's going to be like, "Mm, look at this old, like chunky lady jogging around the track nobody thinks like that it's like at the gym when people say like how do you do that how do you go to the gym I can't you know work out I'm worried about what people think of me or like I can't work out in this outfit or I can't go to this section of the gym because that's where all the scary gym bros go there's this section of the gym called the scary I call it the scary gym bro section and lots of my clients have said they don't want they're uncomfortable to go work out in that area and I've literally just said like you're literally a weapon and everybody at the gym thinks the same thing. Everybody's too worried about themselves. Like nobody is judging somebody else. Everyone's so worried. Like, oh my God, what are they thinking of me? But that's what like I've said before, like you're thinking, oh my gosh, what, like they probably think I don't know anything where, while like, and you think, oh, what are they thinking of me? But they're thinking, oh my God, what are they thinking of me? Like everyone's just too worried about themselves. No one is judging you. And if they are like stuff them, like honestly, most of those scary gym bros that like lift really heavy and make animalistic noises in the gym don't do it properly anyway. Like after becoming a PT, like watching some of those guys just try to lift heavy and be gym bros and they do it terribly. It's like, no babe. Anyway. So yeah, how to get into running? Like honestly, just start. Like what do you want to do? Do you want to compete? Go online, join a club. Do you want to just train with a group or with a coach? Find a local coach and contact them. Do you want to just go and run out on your own? Do it. Go find an oval and just run. If you don't know how to run like program wise, like contact a coach, like ask them to write, you know, pay them to coach you or to write online programs if you don't want to do it in person, like just start basically. And no, there's no age that is too old to start. If you're saying, can I make world junior championships and you're 24, then yes, it's too late because you're not a junior anymore. But if you want to just do athletics and do it. And there's some Olympians in their forties. It just matters what event you do. Like you're not going to make gymnastics if you're, you're not going to make the Olympics for gymnastics if you're starting at 25, but there's always the marathon. So it depends how much you want it, how determined and passionate you are, a little bit of talent, but how hard you work as well. Um, training when tired and fatigue and how to deal with it. Okay. This, this could be a topic in its own, but okay. I have dragged myself through training sessions before and it's not always healthy. My coach has sent me home from training before and she always says there's no point flogging a dead horse. You're not going to get anything out of it. Remember, 
the gains you get from training is not all from training. It's also from the recovery after training. Training is actually a stress on the body. You're going to break down and then you recover and you rest and you eat protein and you sleep and you, you know, rest. And then your body adapts and then you make training gains. If you're just dragging yourself into the ground, you're actually going to deteriorate and not make improvements or adaptations from training so it depends on the type of tired you are if you're kind of like "Mm, just like a little bit tired a little bit sleep deprived um i like that could be fine to drag yourself through like a conditioning session or a tempo session you could still get something out of that but it depends if you're like lethargic extremely fatigued you're under fueled you're malnourished you're just dragging yourself through sessions you're not taking adequate like rest days and recovery between days of training then the best thing to do is to take some time off and recover. I remember there was one time in like when I was like 16 and I had a really good school season and like season prior to that. And then like this is when I was like running my best times. And then randomly I I had upped my training a lot because I was just like so determined. And at the end, it was like a summer, end of year 11. It was like I was 16, 2016 or some shit like that, 2015. I don't even know. I don't even know. Maybe it was 2016 or 17. I don't know. But basically there was like a few weeks where I was so lethargic. Like I felt like passing out even at school and I don't know what was wrong with me. And I got blood tests and stuff like that. And my coach, and I hadn't had like more than two days of training in a row in like a year. And my coach just forced me to take a week off. She was like, you just need, just take a week off. Just don't train and just rest. And yeah, I just remember waking up exhausted And it might've had something to do with like, this is before I knew much about nutrition and I still ate healthily, but I just did not eat much protein or I was eating pretty much vegan, but I didn't know about how to eat properly being vegan. Anyway, I don't even know. So basically it depends what type of tired you are, but you need to, you had a, can you not? Sorry, I just got like a email and if that, that was a noise. Anyway, how to deal with fatigue is to, you know, rest eat properly, find out what's causing your fatigue and fix those things because you should not be living your life fatigued. Get enough sleep, get enough food in, have enough rest days so you can have the energy to not be freaking fatigued. Okay, there's too many. I need to like stop being so annoying. (laughs) Feelings about paleo, um, negative. I don't want to go on a huge rant right now fad diets and taking certain principles from them to implement in your lifestyle but not all i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make an episode on fad diets thank you for these tips okay paleo fad diets i'll make an episode on this how to gain muscle but not bulk like how many reps sets how many times a week okay this is like definitely needing a podcast i mean like a full episode but also like the like the fear of like bulking that people have like you're not gonna get bulky from lifting weights you will build lean tissue Okay, anyway, talk about your experience at Nationals and Oceana. Oh, memories. I should should do that. Hot girl summer tips slash workout. I don't know what that means. What does it mean by hot girl summer? <laughs> Sorry to sound like old, but like genuinely, what is hot girl summer? Is this, mm. Trying to pursue your dreams when your parents want you to do something else. Oh my God, stop emails. I'm surprised that I only started coming through just then. That's like really iconic anyway okay that's a really like my parents have really helped me pursue my dreams as I've gotten older they were definitely were stricter when I was younger but that's so unfortunate and you I guess like it really I don't know other people's family situations and that's a really hard one but 
Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Go away. Emails. I, I would honestly fight my parents and okay. I'm going to answer one more of these um, and then end this podcast. So the last one I'll touch on is how to stop thinking about food every second. I remember when that was me and that was me when I was literally starving myself. Like I was under fueling majorly. I was counting every calorie and always thinking about food. So the best way to stop thinking about food all the time is to allow yourself to unconditionally honor your hunger, eat, eat three meals a day, eat snacks, don't count your calories, delete that tracking app. I know it's so hard. It's a mental battle and this honestly deserves a full episode. So just let me know if you want that. But you have to like relieve you have to release that control. Even talking to a psychologist or an eating disorder specialist, if you're thinking about food, you know, all the time or even 50% of the time, that's such a sad way to live your life. Like that's, there is a problem there. If you're thinking about food that often, there is some type of disordered thought pattern going on there. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying you're disordered or whatever. I'm saying there's something wrong there and, you know, open up about it. Talk to someone. There's so many disordered like mental health is so hard there's so many reasons behind you know why someone goes through that and yeah so definitely talk to someone about it but you have to stop counting calories and restricting your food if you unconditionally let yourself honor your hunger you let yourself eat you fuel your body and you change your mindset and mentality you realize like one of the biggest things of recovery is not just the physical changes. It's not getting to a healthy weight again, getting your period back, getting, you know, all of those physical things, having your hormones work properly again. It's also the mental change. You start to enjoy life again. It doesn't become revolving around food or your body. It starts to become around, you know, friends and like socializing and family and like goals and dreams and work. And it becomes so much more fulfilling, you know, at the end of the day, your body's going to get old anyway. Like your body's going to change. Who cares? When you're 80 and you look back, you're going to remember all the amazing memories you had. Not, oh yeah, I remember that trip. I was like, mm, didn't eat properly. All I thought about that whole trip was like when I can go to the shops and buy all the ingredients so I can make a salad. I've, I've literally had three years of my life that were wasted to that mindset. And I look back and I'm like, all of 18, it was the worst year of my life. It was I was just so consumed by food. I was so hungry all the time and I was thinking about food all the time because I wasn't eating enough and I was majorly restricting and I had anorexia. I was in such a bad space and it takes a lot to recover from that. I definitely recommend reading the book, No Period, Now What?, um, which I talked about earlier. That will help so much to just give insight on like why, like getting over that, that mindset and like recovering. I think this topic does need its own episode, but I've been talking for too long and I'm kind of a bit stressed about missing the call from the tax agent that I have a meeting with today. So I'm going to go and return that call. (laughs) Sorry about how random this was. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was very random, but I'm here for it. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you did enjoy this episode, please, I was going to say, give it a like and subscribe, but like, that's not how podcasts work. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And follow me on Instagram. I have like way too many accounts, but my main one is at imogen.russell. And feel free to comment on my posts or whatever with podcast ideas. I prefer a comment over a DM because my DMs are like 
they're very full and they stress me out. So I just kind of like have to leave them sometimes. So that would be cool. And I need to end this episode with a quote and I haven't thought of one yet. So I'm going to BRB. Okay. I'm really not bothered to spend like the next hour being like, what quote do I use? It doesn't have to be perfect. I always, I'm a perfectionist and that's a big issue. Like that's why, yeah, that's why I stress out too much. Not That's not the only thing why, but it causes a lot of stress having to make every shot having to make sure that everything's perfect 100% of the time because life is just messy and it's not perfect. And that's why this quote that I'm going to use, which I have a kind of a list of quotes that I eventually want to use in a podcast, I think it's perfect. So the quote is, don't wait for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy your life. Have I used that before? I hope I haven't. Anyway, if I have, then sorry about it. But yeah, just start enjoying your life now. Don't wait for everything to be perfect. You know, like, shit's always going to happen. There's always going to be something going on. Life is messy. You can't just wait for everything to work out. You know, we're not. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how to end this now. Cause yeah, I'm getting awkward. <laughs> I hope to see you guys. See you guys. I hope. Fuck. I can't end this. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you join me in the next episode. See ya. <laughs>